Hello anyone and everyone, I'm James Sebastian, and this week in Mechanical Fail, Gabe and I begin what I'm going to call a prelude to Zelda. At the time of recording, Gabe had been playing a bit of A Link to the Past, which he'd never played before, and was about to embark upon its sequel, A Link Between Worlds. I, on the other hand, had the misfortune of just starting out with Skyward Sword. In this episode, we talk a little bit about Skyward Sword before venturing over to Final Fantasy XI, Fatal Frame, and the nature of augmented controls. This episode is pretty loose. Maybe our ire for Skyward Sword just brings it out in us. Anyway, I hope you enjoy the episode. So I'm actually going to possibly surprise you and say that the motion controls in Skyward Sword through the intro were not as horrible as I anticipated. <laughs> now, they do some really stupid crap with them. I think sword fighting in general is not great. It's it's okay. Some people love it. I, I think it's okay, but it gets gimmicky really, really fast. You have to swing it a little harder than I would like mm. because you can't play it lethargically like you have to oh, yeah. be pretty well, active you have to be like very very uh deliberate about your motions because mm-hmm. you, you know there's a, there's the eight-way cut basically and like you have to yeah you have to do it properly uh unlike twilight princess where i would just like sit there with my arm like <laughs> limply to the side and just like throw, oh, that, is throw that my wrist to? back and forth oh, and okay. just bam i'm cutting now <laughs> I didn't do... I haven't, I haven't played that version, so I don't know. But I, I think Twilight Princess, compared to Skyward Sword, had way better motion controls for aiming your arrows and your slingshot. I haven't done that yet. Oh, the All Skyward Sword ones are like stuff. a huge step backwards, because they're trying to use the motion plus stuff, which works well for the sword, but works really poorly for aiming. Yeah. I The only thing I've had to do aiming with the thing was looking around. Yeah. And that seems to work okay. I don't. I haven't done it very it, much. It gets... Um, like, it gets uncalibrated and you have to recalibrate it all the time no it's really fucking weird what i didn't like at all was controlling the bird that sucks ass <laughs> no the, the entire terrible. sky is uh, okay i'm just gonna let you play i i could just no no i mean drag uh, on twilight princess so like i said i was playing i was playing and and i was expecting to like hate every minute of it even through the intro and honestly even though the intro is like it really drags on unnecessarily yeah it's actually not that bad it's not awful, and like you. Get... It's not awful. It took me about an hour to get through it. Oh, that's not too bad. Because I got, I now have the Skyward Sword, and I'm, th- I all that. So I finished like the whole intro. And getting the Skyward Sword is actually pretty cool. Like there, this for me the whole game is like there are actually several moments that are very cool, mm-hmm. but there's just a lot of bland, boring. Why am I doing this moments? What I didn't like about. <clears throat> Well, other than that stupid three-minute unskippable intro about the Wii Motion Plus, I couldn't believe. I was like, "Are you fucking serious? I can't skip this." Because you have the you have the option to choose the 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 all-in-one control that they sold later. Yeah, which, which is the one that I got with the game. Right. If only I had had that, I probably wouldn't have had to watch that stupid video. But because I don't, and I have the adapter. <laughs> Are they like having you plug in everything? It tells and, like, you how to like plug it in. It tells you how to like wrap it in the stupid holder thing that I don't use. <laughs> I was like, are you fucking su- like how stupid do you think I am? There's only one way to plug these things in. It's like it's well, so dumb. as you continue playing the game, you'll see how stupid they think you are. Oh, they think you're stupid right off the bat. They think you're stupid the entire game. Yeah. 
I Especially the part where you fight not Ganon three times. My favorite part so far in terms of just lack of respect for your time is when you're going to go up the wall to get the cat. Mm. And it's like, before you can even get to... The, there, there's one box up there, and it's very clear you're going to have to use that box because the wall's too tall to just jump up. Okay. Right? So you have to get on the box for it. It's very obvious what you're going to have to do. And if you've ever played a Zelda game, yeah, it's like, no shit. But before you can even get to the box, the teacher down below like calls back to you and is like, Oh, hey, that wall's too tall. I was like, you fucking think? Like, <laughs> no shit, man. Like, I can see it's too tall. Like, are you... F- it's, I couldn't believe how stupid they think you are. Well, you know how height is in real life versus games. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it blew my mind that they think... Because movement actually is pretty fun for the most part. I actually really like the uh, the additions they made with the stamina meter. I don't like the stamina meter the way it's implemented, but I, I like I, the I, ideas behind it. Right, that's, that's my point. Like, I feel like the movement options are way better than most other Zelda games. Yes. And They're a little imprecise, though. Yeah, I mean, the entire game... Like, aiming to get, like, putting yourself in front of a treasure chest... It's so difficult. ...is weirdly hard to do. It's so difficult. They should have just made it it's so, like, they, like if you're you anywhere to be able near... like, Z-target it. <laughs> and, like, Actually, strafe that... around it to get to the proper angle that of approach. That probably would be better, honestly, because <laughs> you can't really... What they should have done, probably, was just, if you're near it at all, facing it, yeah, and you just you press, should the button, press and you just, A like, and it should automatically just, get. That's what they should have done, because otherwise you have to like re or yeah. you know reorient yourself. And it's, I guess the, the maybe what they're trying to avoid is having a chest in a dungeon in a room with enemies and have you accidentally activate the chest or like. But I don't know. That could be because but that, it triggers a cutscene, so like you wouldn't care, and then the chest is open. Right. Unless right. if it's got rupees, and then you don't take the rupees out. And the endless cutscenes. That's the worst part, and then whenever you pick up. A collectible of which there's a billion in this game. <laughs> I saw the I every, got one little every thing. Every time the you was reboot like... the game, any collectible you pick up the first time in that play session pauses the entire maybe game. Rupees? And shows you again. Not root. Ru- uh, I hope bigger, not rupees. Maybe bigger rupees. Well, every iteration, every denomination of rupee does trigger a new cutscene, which is idiotic. Yeah. I mean, they've done that for a long time. But the worst part is that they just have like you know. 20 some collectibles or whatever for the shitty crafting system they implemented and yeah that's what i'm talking about and every single time you reboot the game you collect this one thing this one item for the first time this play session it stops the whole game and is like hey this is what it does (laughs) if you forgot which you know they can totally have in a million other places they could have it just when you're browsing the menu the game has an has a permanent help button in it yeah like that's all you needed yeah. If people are really so stumped, they can't figure out what they're doing. All you need is a small, like, oh, here's, I'm browsing my items, and oh, what is this? You press a small button, and it just yeah. tells you really quickly, this is been, what the item does. That also would have been way far better, superior way better, <laughs> way better than making a cutscene. Yeah, I, uh, oh man, the cutscenes. But like I said, even with all that, I actually enjoyed the intro a lot more than I thought. I enjoyed the story more than I thought I would. It actually got me more invested than I expected. Man. Not that it's fantastic, but it gave me some actual motivation, whereas the other Zelda games are just like, oh, okay. I think the, the early ones especially. The funny part, well, yeah. But the funny part for me is that they're trying to make it very personable. Yeah. But I don't care for Zelda at all in this game. Oh, okay. And Groose is the only person whose like story arc I care about in the slightest. Fair enough. And there basically are no other characters you care about. At least for me. Yeah. Like, I, I was just like, I hate I hate Fee. <laughs> Zelda's just like, 
uh, I don't know, like a waifu character. Yeah. She and is. has no personality of her own. Yeah, fair enough. Like, I've watched a lot of animes. And yeah, I, yeah. And I like comparing Japanese stories and game video games to animes. Yeah. And, like, she's one of the worst characters. She's definitely archetypical in that sense, for sure. She's so bad. And then... Which is different for the Zelda games. Right. But... It is different. I, I love... There's, a there's like, a little picture that has Zelda's of the different iterations and, like, how they would res- how they would talk to Link. And it's just funny because, you know, you have this... You have this Zelda who's, like, super waifu in <laughs> Skyward Sword. Right. And then you have, you know, Zelda from Ocarina of Time who's, you know, damsel in distress but also, like, but has, then also has a responsibility and, like, trying to do, yeah, doing pretty awesome stuff. And then you have Twilight Princess Zelda who's just, like, I will bend you over and kill you. <laughs> right. Yeah, the love interest in <clears throat> Twilight Princess is definitely more Minda than anything else, yeah. which is interesting. Yeah. Um... This one, it's obviously, like, there's supposed to be a relationship there. Which is fine. I mean, that doesn't bother me, really. Um, well, it bothers me because there is no chemistry. Well, that's because Link doesn't do anything. And neither does self. Well, fair enough. At least she has dialogue, though. <laughs> I guess. You know what's funny is, like, people always say, like, oh, I can't, you know, when Zelda finally does voice acting permanently, it's going to be awful. This game has a shit ton of voice acting in it. It's yeah. just not... It's not... But, like, like Zelda has a voice because she sings in the beginning of the freaking game. Yeah. And I was like, how is this not voice acting? Yes, it's a song. It's but just it's, not... But it's very spoken, clearly yeah. supposed to be her voice. Yeah. At least I'm pretty sure. Um, Fee has... I mean, it's not English or Japanese or a, a you know, right, they're language, all... but it's like Minna was. I mean, yeah, it's like just like Minna. So it's like... I. It's disingenuous to me when people say that they didn't have voice acting because they absolutely have had it since... Uh, Really, since Wind Waker, actually. Yeah. I mean, they, yeah, they, I mean, they, it was small stuff, but yeah. yeah, they had, they had it. And they'll, they'll continue to have it. Like, I don't think they're gonna cut back on it. No. I just hope that they make good use of it instead of making it feel like it's a waste. Yeah, that's always. Games that have done it really well, I feel like Okami got it perfectly in that well, it's yeah, just that's... like Zelda, but it's everyone's got their tiny little voice, and like, you don't, it doesn't need to make, it doesn't have to be a recognizable just, language. It now. is there, it is them. Speaking. Yep. Uh, I think Okami is great in that regard. Yeah. One of my favorite parts of that game. Oh, actually. yeah. The game's wonderfully done, like, in every way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we'll see. So far, I, ha- I ha- did not hate the game like I expected to. It, it, I felt it wasted my time a lot. Well, um, that leads me to hating games pretty easily, but I guess, I guess I'm pickier nowadays. Yeah, I mean, I think the parts that were fun were fun enough. Yeah. For me to be like, well, yeah, like I'm getting this is pretty I'll just, dull. I'll just let you keep going. Let's talk about it again when you've right. when you've gotten like halfway through. Yeah, it may get a lot worse. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I had to slog through it. Like, I it took me a year and a half to play it. When most of those Zelda games from release, I would beat within a month right, easily. Right. Did you play more uh, a Link to the Past yesterday? No, I haven't. <laughs> I was uh, I was coding. Yeah. I wanted to play it, but then I just kind of hung out and, yeah. Yeah, I know how that goes. We, we've actually been playing, Seal and I have been playing uh, Final Fantasy XI again. Oh, really? Because there's some private servers that... Nice. There are a lot of private servers. Well, because the official ones are down now, right? No, they're still Oh, they're gone. still? Yeah, really? surprisingly enough, they're still going. That's a long time. Yeah, I mean, it's it was a very well-regarded game and like i guess so i kind of just didn't even really pay attention to it i remember when it first launched it was really forever really huge well i think what 2001 2000 no no maybe 2003 that's a long time though 
Yeah, it's been up for a long time. But, you know, back when it launched, it was the biggest MMO for a little while. Did it dwarf, uh, or not dwarf, but did it top uh, World of Warcraft for a while? It was before World of Warcraft. Was it that out. long ago? Yeah. Oh my god. It was several years, or like, maybe two or three years before World of Warcraft. Oh no. wow. Okay. But then World of Warcraft came out and MMOs changed forever. Yeah. Further worse in a lot of ways, but for the better in some ways. That's just a type of game that never really interested me very much. MMOs? Yeah, because there's no, like, ending to them, and yeah. I don't really care about staying in a world forever. It's mostly for the social aspect, to be honest. Right, and I don't... And, like, Final Fantasy <laughs> XI was the closest thing I had to the re- the true MMO experience, where I was in a link shell, their equivalent of, like, a guild, and, yeah. like, I was getting on and talking to people, friends I'd made, and, you know, doing quests and stuff. And that's actually kind of the, the whole nice part about doing this private server. They, they do, like, it, everything's much more laid back than a real server, because, you know, there's kind of a lot of loosened restrictions and right the, the game they they try to keep the game feeling like i think they say 2008 or something which is like the last time i played the game and it still felt kind of like when i used to play a lot back in 03 or whenever gotcha um but it's nice because they've kind of loosened a lot of things you know you get more xp you get so things are just faster you can solo a lot more easily and just everyone's on the same link shell so like everyone on the server just plays can play together um, and there's a lot of very easy ways to just kind of show up and help someone out, which is which is nice. So That's it, cool. it still feels like it's really social, even though the server's obviously orders of magnitude smaller than real servers. Yeah, of course. But it's you know there's still people on every day, and it's it's been really fun. That's cool. And we get to do the things that we never really got to do before, um, which is what I'm looking forward to, getting getting up in the levels, doing the really epic fights and quests that I just never had the patience or time before. Yeah. Like. Final Fantasy comes, 11 comes from the time of, like, EverQuest, where you would spend hours <laughs> waiting for a party. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I remember having spent, I'd probably spent three or four hours waiting for a party, and then start playing, and then have to go after, like, an hour. Wow. Yeah. Which is why this is so much better. <laughs> <laughs> I always, I always, I love the, I have, like, a lot of nostalgia for the game, but I couldn't, I couldn't go back to it. Yeah. <laughs> Not as it was. I don't know. For me, online games like that just never appealed to me. Um, probably because I didn't want to wait for other people, and I don't really... Oh. A lot of the modern ones are really good. Like, fourteen, Final Fantasy fourteen is really, really good. I've heard people really like that game. Guild Wars 2 is a lot of fun. Um, like, it's totally worth the money, to be honest. Warframe feels a lot like an MMO, and, and you can and that one's just free to play. Hmm. Uh, it's not a real MMO, but it's it's got a lot of social aspects, and like, yeah. Yeah. But I, that's about all I've played. I haven't really played any others. I don't think I will. I care more about the world and, like, the feel of the fights. And, like, WoW always felt meh. Like, everything felt like it didn't do it. All your spells feel like they're just you're just throwing spells yeah. for no reason. And... Having watched some stuff, people playing, I was like, I don't really get the appeal. Just because mechanically it doesn't seem all that interesting to me. So that was a really cool thing about Eleven is that everything was very slow, including battles. So, like... Everything matters. Everything has weight to it. Was you, it turn-based, or was it more... No, it's it's just... Everything's based on cooldowns. But the cooldowns yeah. are much longer than something like, wow. Oh. And you have to really interact with your party to do even basic things like, we need to do a lot of damage right now. So what happens? Okay, um, you know, you have you have uh, someone go out and pull a monster, because if you accidentally, you know, aggro, you know, pull more than two 
or two monsters or more, you're probably going to wipe the party. Mm-hmm. And then it'll take like 15 to 20 minutes to get everyone back together <laughs> in the good case. Yeah. Um, but if you, you know, you have someone go out, pull the monster very carefully. They might have to like, they might have to apply spells to themselves that hide them from other monsters they don't want to be seen. Mm-hmm. So like you have to be really careful. You pull the monster over to your party. Cool. Now you guys start fighting. Yeah. So, you, you know, you have your tank who's doing the standard, like, having to take a- aggro from everyone else. Having to take, um, the, yeah, just take aggro. Um, and then you have your, you know, healers healing. You might have a, a black mage doing damage. You And there's tons of other things you could do. Like, I, I loved playing red mage. That, that was the class of choice for me. And red mage has just traditionally been like, oh, it can cast white magic and black magic right but and but in this game they were the masters of like enfeebling magic so like you can cast paralyze or poison status effects stuff yeah status effects and they can also they also have like the strongest uh enhancement magics Mm. so like they'll they get a regenerate uh regenerate mana spell and they get like a really strong protect spell and like all these things um so, like, you know, all the classes have really interesting things they can do. Um, and then if you want to do, like, really, really good damage, you have to plan with everyone. So you might have to do a, what's called a skill chain, which is where you guys use your weapon skills. So, like, special abilities that after you fill up a bar of doing enough auto attacks, you can use this ability. Okay. And so certain ones, when timed properly, so, you, you know, the warrior might do one, and then maybe uh, you have a ranger that also does one. And if they time it correctly, it'll set off, um, a, a, like, they'll do their normal damage, and then a special, like, burst attack or damage will happen. And those can do a lot of damage. And then if the mage also casts the right spell that's in tune with the skill cha- chain that just happened, they'll do a magic burst that does extra damage. Oh. And the thing is, later on, like, black mage spells might take 10, 15 seconds to cast. So, like, you have to time all of this really, really well. And like, seems challenging it is and like it takes real skill like everyone has to be really coordinated so that that was for Especially me like, back then when that really great and the out. party sizes like standard party sizes are just six you could have like a hmm. i forget what it was called but effectively like a raid where you have i think three maybe four parties hmm. together to like fight a really big boss and those were super complicated i bet but like even just within one party when you're just doing normal leveling you might have to be doing these things so yeah, it, it was really involved, and that's the cool thing playing in the private server where things are a lot more relaxed. But you can you can still do these things, and like you can still try to level in higher level areas now, and have your party together. And if you guys can really play to like to the maximum potential, you can do a lot. But it takes a lot of skill from everybody in the party. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I've been playing like the exact opposite of MMOs. <laughs> Tetris. <laughs> uh, Tetris is great though. Other than that, I've been playing a little bit of Fatal Frame, which has been fun. Um, it's hard to get used to using that gamepad, though. The Wii U gamepad? Mm-hmm. Because it use, it's used for the camera, right? Yeah. It's really to, cool. Do you have to actually aim it around? Like, mm-hmm. like oh, yeah. in real world, you have to aim yep. around the room? Yeah. So it's it's kind of like AR in that way, no? Or do you walk around? Do you? No, do you, you don't have to walk around. You you can move You can move using the analog stick as well, Okay. which helps, but you, but you can't... Moving it around will change your move view. the camera and move yeah. the camera slowly, but it will do it. I see. Um, the hard part isn't using the camera in that sense. It, it's remembering to look up or back down, depending on what you're doing. Mm. So, like, if you're running from a ghost because like you're in really close quarters, um, it's hard to remember to look up at the TV again when you 
put the camera down. Because <laughs> yeah, swapping between two screens. I like mean, you that can mirror really you weird. can mirror it so that both are the same. Yeah. But what I like to do is keep the map on the gamepad because it's just nice quick reference. Yeah. And then I mean, that makes it. sense. That's what I feel like the whole point of the second screen is. Yeah. You want to be able to have like a little reference. But what that means is, you know, you got to look back down at the gamepad when you pull the camera up. Because that's what gi- that's what gives you all your information about locking onto the ghosts and like their range and mm. all that kind of stuff. Because all you get on the TV is like an outline of where you're aiming at. I see. Um, which is sort of helpful, but you don't really need, you don't really look at it much. Um, so yeah, basically, it's like when you're just trying to run away from stuff. It's hard to remember to be like, oh yeah, I need to look up at the TV again because now all I'm seeing is a map and I'm stuck somewhere. That's so weird though. Like the idea that you have two screens. And because Nintendo is wants to encourage people to use the second screen, or encourage game developers to make use of the second screen, it's like you're telling players, oh, well, now you have to focus on this second screen more than you almost focus on the main screen, which is the one that, you know, can have really nice graphics and, you know, looks really good. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's just kind of a strange idea, like, oh, because it's the gimmick, you have to make use of it. And I don't really know what games... I haven't really played many Wii U games, but I'm curious to see what games have really done like a really good job using the second screen. Mario Maker is perfect. I mean, there's really... But it would it would play perfectly fine without it, is my point. Like, what what are games that, like... It would with the play second fine. screen, it, it's much better. It would play fine, but manipulating things around would be difficult. Or more difficult. Using the stylus. Oh, like if you're actually building a level. Building a level using a stylus That's is true. way easier than if you were going to use the... You know the direction pad or the analog stick to like yeah. select stuff. That would be really tedious. Um, so in that sense, that's really really good. I guess they could have done that without an actual screen. They could have just used a touchpad, but yeah. uh, it helps that it's a screen because you can actually just visually reference it right there in front of you. You don't have to look up the TV and be like, oh, am I? <laughs> you know, there's no disconnect there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you could also be just like dragging and dropping things. I guess analog sticks can be slow, but. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, you could you could absolutely do it, yeah. but it wouldn't it wouldn't be nearly as fun. Um, I would say Fatal Frame so far does a pretty good job considering. I mean, it, it's the only game where it makes absolute sense to have something in your hand that acts like a camera. Right. Like it, it, that's just an obvious right. thing to do with it. Um, I don't think it's implemented quite as well as it could have been. I think it's a little clunky in a few areas, but mm-hmm. it's actually it's pretty good. I don't really have any complaints about it. It's it's better. It's better than the Wii version of that game, with okay, the, yeah, which which itself was okay. <clears throat> that had you aiming with the actual. Mm-hmm. That uh, was okay. We 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 trawler. Yeah, the we trawler. Um, that was okay, but it had some quirky design decisions mm-hmm. where you're just like, I don't understand why I can move. Like, you had to move the camera left and right. I think with the analog stick but move it up and down with oh, the that weird. was dumb like that didn't make any sense you should be able to move it in all directions with the yeah controller. that's kind of similar to yeah i'm still convinced that metroid prime 3 had like some of the best actual aim controls for the the wii era because yeah. if you if you set it to the advanced like you had to go in and set it to the advanced motion control or whatever it was called advanced aim mm-hmm. and it basically gave you like a small circle that you could aim within without without panning the camera, so you could just aim within oh. the current the current place you have the camera on, and then as you move to the edge of that circle, you move in the direction that your the the controller is going in. 
That makes which sense. is great. So like you, you kind of get the best of both worlds where you can actually move the camera but also aim freely. Yeah. <clears throat> and you still have the lock-on mechanism. But the cool part was that you had the lock-on mechanism to like, bam, you've locked the camera to this enemy and you can still move in that shot that you have so you can actually like lock onto an enemy and shoot specific portions of them. Like say, oh. say if they have like, you know, a, a weak spot that's like, you know, on the top left of them, you can shoot that specific point. Or you can you know, maybe try to shoot down some shots they're shooting at you. Like it was, it's a shame that the game wasn't as good as it should have been, but it, like they, they tried to do the whole story thing and like it was kind of gimmicky, but there the gameplay was actually really tight. Yeah, that that is a shame. I I remember just playing through the intro of that game and just being like, this is so stupid. Like yeah. I don't care about any oh, of yeah. this. Like, there should be no other bounty hunters here. Like, Yep, it should just be is... Samus doing the thing she does like yeah. normal. Yeah, like, it doesn't need any of this extra crap. And I feel like... Yeah, I don't like it when mechanical stuff is really good and stories are really bad because it makes you not care. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, at, least, at least for me, it makes it so like, even though the mechanics might be really great, yeah. I don't want to play Right, it. I... That was the same thing. I don't know if I want to go back and play it. I do. I, I am curious to try the... Because there was a Wii re-release of the first two Metroid yeah. Primes that had the motion controls. Yeah. And I'd be really curious to try them out. I felt that the <clears throat> GameCube controls were so good that I wouldn't want to change them, honestly. I thought they were really good, but a lot of people hated them. Really? Oh, I didn't yeah. like them at first. But once you figure out how the lock-on works, yeah. it's way better than like any other first-person game it's, on a console. It's surprisingly good, and they they made the game... They, they did a really good job making the game feel good to play, even though you're typically just locked on the horizontal plane in, in terms of your view. Yes. Because you had to like stand still to look up and down. But the, the game is still very vertical, and you still have to aim all the time. I think it's <clears> vertical <throat> more so in its platforming and navigation, yeah. and less vertical in its, in its combat, combat, which I think was a really smart yeah. decision, because I personally don't like vertical combat in first-person games. I find it really hard yeah, it's pretty, and annoying. It's pretty disorienting. Yeah. Yeah. So th I think they were really smart to do it that way. Yeah, I think so, too. And I, I don't know. I, it's For me, you know, I, I haven't really played too many 2D, or very much 2D Metroid, but I feel like Metroid Prime just got the 3D Metroid so right, and it's a fucking shame that there's nothing going on in that space. Nothing of note. Right. No, nothing worth anything. I think motion control was a new enough concept that people were interested in it off the bat. Yeah. And they were brilliant in making a game like Wii Sports right. that appealed to as many people as possible. That's why the Game Boy did so well, because Tetris appealed to everybody. It wasn't a game system designed right. just for children. It was a game that was like, oh, you're a, you take the train to work, pull out a Game Boy and play some Tetris while you're on the train. You know what I mean? It appealed to everybody. And the Wii was similar in that People who didn't normally play games, there was something to interest them. Mm -hmm. and the Wii U did not offer that. Right. The gamepad was too complicated. Yeah. That, and it def definitely feels like they were trying to, you know, appeal to the more hardcore gamers 
but at the same time kind of alienated a lot of the more casual gamers they had in the Wii And I think developers era. just didn't know what to do with it. Yeah. They just didn't... I mean, the best... I imagine most of the best games for the Wii U don't use the gamepad really at all. Mm-hmm. I don't think the tropical... Like, Donkey Kong games, they don't need it, right? I wouldn't think so. I, I have no idea. I, haven't played I would bet you don't. But and... they played just fine on the Wii with just using standard controls. Exactly. <clears throat> so I think... You can make all these games without those. That That's my point. Like, most of the Wii U games, they're not going to really use the gamepad to any real degree. Yeah. I wonder if Bayonetta 2 uses it in any way. Probably something. Probably just a map, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. A status screen. Honestly, using it as a map is awesome. That's yeah, like one no, of the best that's, uses that's, you can do. Exactly. It. <laughs> that's the best use. That's, like, that's item, like, item stuff. Um, kind of like how... So, in... A link between worlds, you can the items are like down on the second screen. Yeah, some of the so you time. never have to pause. So you and just kind of select them. That's, that's awesome. a great use. That's for amazing. It. Um, I assume that the new Zelda game for the Wii U will implement that. I hope. I it, would assume it had so. better. I'm curious <laughs> to see how the NX handles it if if they have something like that for the Wii U. This is another situation where I feel like the previous generation console is going to be the better option for the new game, like the Wii version of. Uh, Twilight Princess is the definitive version. Yeah. But I think, other than visually, I think it's inferior in every other way. Hmm. I suspect that the NX version will also be inferior. Um, I think I'll be curious to see what they do. Because the thing with the Twilight Princess was that it was very obviously in development on the GameCube for the longest time. And then at near the end of its development cycle, they, they decided to get it on the Wii. And then spent the time trying to port it over and make it feel good which okay fine but i'll be curious to see what they did with the latest zelda yeah all right should we play some something for a while yeah let's play okay so that was our conversation now that we've retired to play our respective zelda games i think it's always a nice idea to try to take back with us some of the things we talked about and see if it doesn't change the way we experience playing games a little bit My hope is that we get a better understanding of what those experiences actually are, so that we can better communicate what we find most interesting about game design. If you're interested in the other stuff that Gabe and I do, you can see my regular essays on various games at jmsebastian.tumblr.com, and you can check out Gabe at his website, gabem.me. Thanks for listening.